Welcome everyone to a very special edition of the Talking Ball Y'all Picayune Post Game Podcast. Following a 32-28 victory over Laurel, Picayune's headed to state. I'm joined with Ricky Whitaker, my co-host, been with me all season long. Ricky, um, didn't look like Picayune was going to pull this one out, but uh, man, what a game. And uh, we Start us off from the beginning of the game and then we'll get to... Uh, talking more about uh, what happened in the game. Yeah, I mean, it was a crisp 45 degrees at Lee Triplett Stadium, about as good a weather as you could ask for uh, for football, Dave. And, you know, Laurel comes out, and, and um, they end up taking the ball first, and, and we stopped them on, really on their first two possessions. Picune's first drive, man, they marched 60 yards in 12 plays, started with a hard count and ended up with a one-yard touchdown run by Dante Daudel. And uh, we go up 7 nothing. Uh, Laurel's third drive only took them one play, Dave, and that was all they needed for number seven, Karan Benjamin, to break loose outside. He goes 78 yards, and it's 7-7 seven to seven before you know it. After a great kickoff return by Chris Davis, and you know, again, surprisingly, they were kicking it deep to him, but he takes it up uh, to Laurel's own 40-yard line. We run five plays, um, but we can't get anything going offensively. We call on Morgan Kraft, our young kicker. He knocks one in from 32 yards out, so we go up 10 to seven. Um, and offsides by Picayune and Laurel's next drive turned a third and long, Dave, into a fourth and manageable, and Laurel goes far, and they end up picking it up. Good thing for Picayune is they were able to hold and actually get Laurel, Laurel to turn the ball over on downs. Picayune's first play of their next drive, Dawson Underwood gets intercepted. He was under a lot of pressure. And um, Benjamin goes in two plays later, and just like that, you know, we're thinking we've got some momentum going, and they get it right back. It's 14 to 10. Picayune's next drive, Dante takes the first carry on that drive, 65 yards. Answers Benjamin's one-play one drive that he had for a long touchdown. Picayune goes up 17-14, and Dave, at that point, there's 319 to play in the half. Uh, Laurel's next drive was seven plays. And really, two big penalties by Laurel. Uh, you know, Benjamin makes a long run to get them down inside around the 20-yard line. Two big penalties backs them up, Dave. They had it third and long at their own 30-yard line. And uh, Caldwell throws a beautiful fade route to Tyrone Jones, and and he they score, and it's 21 to 17. So that's really how it ended. Uh, we go into the to the first half, and it was a lot of back and forth craziness. But 21-17, Laurel's up. Yeah, that first half was just uh, back and forth. And I want to just point out some things you have mentioned, Ricky, in the pre preview episode. And it, it goes to show you that sometimes we do know what we're talking about. And you mentioned watching Benjamin kind of sneak out the backfield. Second play of the game, Ricky, he sneaks out and he's wide open down the, down the sideline. And just a little bit underthrown, but still catchable. It would have been, I mean, it was tough because you're running down there, but he was wide open and a little underthrown, luckily, for the Tide, and it goes incomplete. And, you know, Tide are able to force a punt in that situation. But early on, the Tide were moving the ball. Problem was, they had some penalties tonight, Ricky. They had a, they had a couple penalties in the drive that stalled stalled that one drive. And me and you were talking on the sideline, the only thing that's hurting us early on was penalties. And another thing we mentioned, we, I mean, we talked about how we've been one of the most disciplined offensive lines, and then I'm sitting there thinking in the in that first part of the game, Ricky, we jinxed them. Like we we jinxed them. You had some a holding call and a chop block, and another thing they they were ready for was number seven in the Wildcat. We ran some packages on defense that we had not seen all year. 
So um, I heard them calling it the heavy package, and that was with Dowdell in there, Isaiah Evans. They were taking out some defensive backs and putting more in, in there, and that was because number seven, Benjamin was taking the snap in that Wildcat formation. But we were, we were fortunate. We almost – Morgan missed a field goal right at the half where we almost would have went in half 20 to 21. He just sailed a little wide left, um, plenty of distance. Um, it, it, we were fortunate that, that that's how the half ended, um, being that the Tide's defense kind of struggled stopping Benjamin in the first half. Now, second half will be a totally different tale if, if, as we get to it, but any more thoughts from the first half for you, Ricky? No, I mean, it was just, it was wild. Um, as you said, you know, we were kind of shooting ourselves in the foot a lot more than uh, we had been throughout the year, mistakes that we were making. And boy, it just seems like Laurel wasn't, you know, having a lot of penalties on, on their side. And um, I don't think you or I, you know, we, we looked at each other and we just didn't realize that Kyron Benjamin was that fast. Yeah. Um, we knew he was going to be quick, but really not that fast. And like you said, uh, you know, number 13, Caldwell, their quarterback, um, boy, he was playing lights out. And, and, and I was hoping we would see that other side of him, uh, the X factor going the other way. But, man, it was, it was a positive for them. And they were able to, um, to do a lot with him, and he was able to really spark them in the first half. Yeah, we're going to take a break and come back and start with the second half and then our thoughts of the game following that. We'll be right back. If you're looking for granite, quartz, quartzite, or marble, Come see Angela Burmaster at Exotic Stones, located at 6985 Highway 11 North in Carrier, Mississippi, or at their brand new showroom, located at 1171 Highway 90 in Bay St. Louis. Angela and her staff will help you select the perfect color scheme and will fabricate and install any residential or commercial project that you have. Angela's low prices and personal touch can't be beat. Also, Mention the Talking Ball podcast, and Angela will throw in a free sink with your installation. For the carrier location, call 601-798-4334. Or for the Bay St. Louis showroom, call 228-344-3003. All right, welcome back to the Picayune Talking Ball, y'all, post-game podcast. Um, we caught you up in the first half. Ty were trailing 21 to 17 going into the halftime. Ricky, start, Ty got to receive the ball for the opening uh, second half kickoff. So start us off there from Ty receiving the ball. Well, it started out really nice. Uh, we took the ball and uh, three plays, three first downs. You know, big long gash and runs, a lot of thunder. Dante Daudel uh, running behind um, his big fullback and but. Unfortunately, Dave, we find ourselves in, uh, in, in a fourth and four, and, and Laurel holds us. And uh, we're not able to get any points from that. Laurel comes back in their first drive of the game, and a long run by Benjamin sits them up inside um, Picking's 20-yard line. We end up making a few stops. It ends up being third and long. And, uh, man, Xavion Coleman, who, who played a pretty good game, ends up coming up with a big, big sack and – it's fourth and long, and here we're thinking maybe they'll punt it away. They didn't, and they're backed up, Dave, to about Picayune's 40-yard uh, line, and their quarterback, Caldwell, he throws a prayer up, Dave, to, to Tyrone Jones, number one, a guy who we mentioned was his favorite receiver, and he comes down with it, and we were just kind of gasped at that point, right? It's 28-17, to 17, and, man, we're down two scores to Laurel, and we come back on our second drive. We go three and out. 
Uh, Laurel comes back. Um, we ended up holding. Uh, we get them to punt. We come back again. Uh, Dante takes one in uh, from five yards out, uh, caps off a five-play five drive. We go um, into their lead a little bit. We eat into it. It's 23-28 to 28 at that point. Laurel comes back. We get another stop, Dave, and then, man, here we go. Not a lot of time left in the game. Our fourth drive, we go seven plays. We're moving. The crowd's getting back into it. We had our heads down a little bit. We're starting to pick them up. We're running around the sidelines. And Dante goes in from inside of our three, Dave, and someone just puts their hat on the ball in the right spot, and it comes out. So we turned it over again. Still 23-28. to 28. We're down. Laurel comes out on their fourth drive. We end up holding, and they did what we believe was an intentional snap uh, over the head of the punter to give us a safety. Uh, they didn't. They didn't want to kick it in that situation. So it's 25 to 28. We get the ball back, Dave. Our fifth drive of the second half. 3:12 to go in the game. 3:12 is the only thing between Picayune and punching their ticket to Hattiesburg next Saturday night. First play, Dante goes. We started our own 40. First play, Dante takes up to the 23-yard line. Penalty. Backs us up. Second play, um, we throw the ball. Uh, there's a holding, I'm sorry, there's a pass inter interference called on Laurel. So we get the ball moved up to the 15. Third play, Chris Davis goes in from six yards out. And Dave, we regain the lead at that point. It's 32 to 28. Our defense has got to get back on the field. There's a minute and 22 left for them. And boy, it got kind of wild a little bit. They're really trying to throw the ball. We had some not, some uh, balls batted down. Uh, Waller made a big play. And Dave, we pulled it out, 32 to 28. Uh, we ended up holding what was just an uh, a amazing game. Um, if you hadn't been to a game yet, and this is the one you watch, you're going to be spoiled. It, it does not get a whole lot better than this. But um, <clears throat> I tell you, my voice is about going out as well. A lot of yelling, a lot of hugging, a lot of crying. A lot of emotions on the sideline, um, you know. But again, credit to that coaching staff and and just what they did to keep those kids in it. You could see it, Dave. They were starting to hang their heads a little bit, but they were pumping each other up. Those senior guys stepped up and they started to lead. We started seeing that from Dawson Underwood. We started to see that from Martz. We started to see it from Dory and the Birdman, uh, Pascal. They were all running around saying, "Hey, no, this is it. We're going to state. Get ready. We got to go play here." 32 to 28, uh, Dave, just an incredible game. Yeah, I want to – I mean, I want to say how how amazing the Tide defense stepped up there, Ricky. I mean, after the Tide received the ball, when they turned it over on downs, Ricky, they were inside their own – you know, they were inside Laurel's 10-yard line. I mean, looking like they were going to score, and they were just about a yard short from making that first down. And hindsight, you know, you, Coach Steiner's probably thinking – Probably should have took the points. Probably should have took the three. But he didn't. Benjamin gets a long run down there. Todd make that great stop you're talking about. But on fourth down, he just makes one heck of a, a throw. I mean, there's not much you could have done with that. I mean, we had so many chances to knock him, knock, knock him down or knock pass down. But you didn't hear Benjamin after that. Like It was almost like Benjamin was gone. I mean, he was still in the game, and they tried to rely on him later in the game. You talked about who the X Factor was, and we said it wasn't Benjamin. But the problem was they relied on – my thought is they relied on Benjamin at the end of the game 
when I thought they should have went the other way. They took their quarterback out, leave Benjamin in, ran a wildcat, and with this heavy package that Coach Hayden had ready for him, Ricky, I thought that was a big deal, um, especially for us. We, we, we've been watching all these games, and here it is. We see something new. We talked about it. The, we make the silly chainsaw, you know, pulling the chainsaws out. And that's not necessarily a chainsaw move right there where it's something really different. But he had something we hadn't seen. Law didn't know how he was going to prepare for that because we haven't ran that. So heads up play from Coach Hayden, who's been phenomenal all year. And like you said, it got crazy down there. I want to apologize. We didn't get any player interviews. It was just hectic. We got a few coaches interviews. You'll hear them at the end. But um, we got something We got something planned for the seniors. So hopefully we can get that accomplished this week. Um, do a special episode just for the uh, seniors. But it, it was so wild and so energetic down there after – when Laurel scores on that, I don't know, prayer of a throw, you kind of, the air kind of went out. And you're thinking, well, here it goes. Momentum shift is on all Laurel. Come down. But no, the tide still hung in there. And we, we said it. The seniors were going to have to do it. And I thought they did a great job coming in and playing lights out at the end. And, and, and Coleman, I mean, Savion Coleman played probably – the best game I've seen him play all year. You mentioned it. Birdman was getting double teamed. They knew they had to stop Birdman, but they did not factor in how well Coleman was going to play, Ricky. No, they really didn't. And, you know, that's that's the thing. You got to pick your poison. And, you know, you look at how this game was 21 to 17 at the first half day, but you look at how the game ended. We held them to one touchdown. And, you know, a couple of other things that you don't want to see. We were the most penalized team tonight. Uh, we also lost the turnover battle. Uh, we had tur- two, two turnovers. They didn't have any. And we still beat a very, very good football team. And, and that says a lot, man, about this team. And, uh, again, it's just it's, it's hard to imagine. you know. But you look at the game, Dave, and it really never felt like you were nervous. And, yeah, you, we had the air out of us. We all did. But it never felt like we couldn't move the football against them. Um, and, and we just continue to stay with it. And, you know, you mentioned this last week or maybe in the, the pregame um, podcast that we did, and, and I think we saw it again tonight. No panic. We're not going to panic. We're just going to go out and keep doing what we do. And, boy, we did it. You know, you come back after a, a drive where we couldn't get anything going and go three and out, and we come back to the same play, and Dante scores in one play. He goes 65 yards. That's the kind of That's the kind of things that we can do. And, you know, credit to the offensive line, Coach Stogner, Coach Feely, um, what they did and, and the way that they prepared. Um, man, West Point next week. Yeah. And, and we, we talked about it. I'm going to say it again. Uh, maybe, maybe we make it into a, a, one of those um, lifetime made-for-TV movies, but this is that Hollywood script, right? You got Cody going back. Um, coach Lee's last year, his last game he ever coached as and head coach was against West Point at Hattiesburg at the Rock. We're going back again, play the same team. These uh, so, uh, seniors, not very many of them on this team. They were sophomores. They remember. Uh, can we can we get that and, and make that right? Man, it's going to be a big task. But uh, as you said, you know, I don't really care who they bring. Um, I think that we're we're going to be ready. Yeah, I think uh, I think when we went two years ago, Ricky, we we relied on um, what's his name, uh, 
running back. I can't even think of his name. I can't. I can't believe that. We relied on him so much that it'll come to me in a minute. And I know everybody's going to know who I'm talking about. And I wasn't planning on talking about him. Um, we relied on him so much. He was Number our to- yeah, uh, Cameron Thomas. And uh, we relied on Cam so much. And sorry if Cam listened, and I can't believe I forgot forgot about him. But we relied on him so much. He was our offense, Ricky. This year, we, we rely on Dowdell, but we do have some other things we can do with Davis and Nakeed. And Nakeed actually threw the ball once tonight. That was the pass inter- big pass interference call was a halfback pass. And um, But I don't know. I, this team just feels different than that year. That year we had we we had a great offensive line. This year we have a we have a good offensive line, just not as big, you know. And that's what uh, Coach Edwards talks about, and you know, our buddy Gerald who listens talks about how you know we're doing this with a small offensive line. But but man, it's, it it goes back to what you talk about too. There are a lot of young guys; they don't have that fear. Mm. It's just like they don't care. Like we're little, but it doesn't matter. We're young; it doesn't matter. So I, I expect their best next week um, or this week coming up this at the Rock playing West Point. And you, you're going to expect a great West Point team. They always got one. They're undefeated. They just beat Neshoba Central. Um, you, it's going to be a good one. I, I, I mean, I, we, we, we sh- they should be favored, but that don't mean we can't win the game. You know, so I hope everyone comes up there and, and, and get – great support it's just in Hattiesburg so there's not a lot of excuses to not make it and uh I mean Ben's a you know Ricky I, I just want to say thanks to coach Stogner and this whole coaching staff that they have allowed us to come out here follow this team and I can tell you man I was almost wanting to cry with them you know just because how happy they were but I mean for them to allow us to come out there and follow their team we're, it's almost like they're letting us in, you know, like we're in their bubble. You know, they got a bubble, and it's like, hey, we're letting two guys follow follow us around. They're getting interviews with our kids and stuff like that. And uh, the trust they have in us, we I really appreciate it. And they, don't, they probably won't ever understand how much we do appreciate it because it's not easy for them to let two guys just come out there and kind of disrupt what they normally do. But for us to get to go to state, man, that's just a wild experience. I I was there. I've been there on the sideline one time, and it's just it's unbelievable the uh, the excitement and what goes into it. And I can't wait, Ricky. Um, I let me go over the stats real quick. There's not a whole lot of them. Um, Dowdell had 35 carries for 303, um, three touchdowns. Chris Davis had five carries for 33 yards and one huge. Can I say it? Huge touchdown there at the end, Ricky. And Noah had four carries for 21 yards. Um, Dawson Underwood had two throws, I mean, two two completions, two out of four for 49 yards. But he had the one interception. And uh, Martz had one of the big throws, one of the catches I didn't write his yards down. And uh, Darnell had the other catch. Really didn't run the trap. That was one of the things we didn't run that much tonight. So, um, But, man, I, Laura brought a great team, Ricky. Picking was just a tad bit better tonight, even with the extra penalties and the uh, and the turnovers. So, Ricky, any closing thoughts on the game and uh, next week? You know, I just make one one comment about next week, and you know, this Picking team, as we mentioned, they've they've been just 
gradually maturing and, and growing on both sides of the ball as this season has progressed this year, Dave. And, you know, you really, you look at the East Central game that we played, and that was a game where I think people were kind of split. Uh, the media was probably split on who was going to take that game. And then George County, uh, we come into that game, and uh, that was another game where I think a lot of people were split. But really after that, we, were, we, we weren't we not favored in any game we've played, including the game tonight for South State. And I think it's a good thing uh, to go in with that underdog mentality because they are going to be the underdogs in this game against West Point. And um, I think that's good. I think that's that's a really good starting place um, for a team like Picayune to be in. Um, you know, because you can always come in and be a little bit too too confident. Um, and we saw it a little bit tonight, Dave. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, uh, you get you get punched in the mouth a little bit, and, and you're kind of shell shocked. You know, we were as much as the players. Like, is this really happening? And you got to snap out of that. It's good to have this happen right now. This will be a really a really good thing for this team going uh, into next next Saturday night at the Rock because if they find themselves in a situation where hey we're a little bit behind, we got something we can go back to. Look what we did last week. So you don't want to get in that position, but this is a very very good good place to be in uh, leading up to a, a big game for the interstate championship against a team that you know is going to be a tough opponent. And it goes, you make a great point right there, Ricky, because it's almost like you get that loss to get that bad taste in your mouth, but we didn't get the loss. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you feel like, hey, we did not – we definitely – the coaches and players aren't walking around, away from this game saying we played our very best because we did not. And uh, at times – Played phenomenal. I mean, played some of the best football we've played all year, especially on defense. Um, but now, now, it's, now it's turned to West Point, and everyone in the state is going to pick West Point. It's just going to happen, and rightfully so. West Point's undefeated. They they were there. They've been in the state championship, I think, four or five years in a row. They won like four in a row, and then missed last year, or three in a row, missed last year, something like that. So they're going to be heavy favorites. But I think Coach Steiner and his crew are going to be ready. And uh, I can't wait. I mean, I am super excited, Ricky. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, unbelievable. And uh, thanks, everyone, that's listened. I want to thank our sponsors. We did get some coaches' interviews. I got Coach Steiner, as we always do. We got Coach Feely and Coach Hayden. Not very long interviews, but hopefully we, we may change something up a little bit this week and maybe try to get uh, – Coach Stogner on the uh, preview episode if we can and uh, try to get a little bit better. I I always hate to, just so you know why I don't get a long interview with him, he's very busy after the games and I I feel like I hate to take too much of his time. So, um, and and it's been working, so why change it? So we've been rolling. So Ricky and I are Slick and I, as everybody around us calls us Slick and Dave. We'll see you all next week at M.M. Roberts Stadium. Uh, But be looking for the preview podcast on West Point. Thank y'all, and uh, roll, Todd, roll. The Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today. Or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. All right, it is kind of chaotic down here at Lee Trivet Stadium after the tie takes down the Laurel Tornadoes, 32 to 28. Coach Feely, it was 21 to 17 at the half. Tell me what you guys said going into your kids at the half. 
Well, we, we knew we could win the game. You know, we just reassured our kids that, you know, we could win the game. We just keep playing our, our brand of football. Our kids battled hard, man. Our defense is lights out. Uh, they, they, they bailed us out of a few situations there in the second half, and our kids kept grinding and never gave up. You know, we told them if you want to get to the, you know, to the final show, you got to go take it from them. You, you got to earn it. You got to take it from them. You got to keep playing, and that's what our kids did. And, hey, Coach, you know, they, Laurel comes out on their first drive. They go up. It's 28-17. We're down two possessions at that point, and, boys, you said those guys just – they stayed focused. They just kept doing what they were doing. And, man, I mean, hats off to you guys for keeping those guys uh, focused in. And congratulations, man. You guys are South State champions. And how does it feel? And I know it's early, man, but we're going back to play a team that you guys are probably familiar with next week for State. Same location. What's going through your mind right now? Well, we're just excited to have that chance, you know. A lot of people didn't give us a lot of a chance at the beginning of the year. And these kids, you know, they battled through adversity all year. And they got a chance now to be state champions. And I don't care who it is. It could be the Chicago Bears or West Point. We're, we're going to show up. We're going to be on time. And we're going to be excited to play. And we're going to play for four quarters. And that, I mean, that's the awesome part about football. The ball, you know, the ball can bounce either way. But our kids are going to keep playing. They're going to play hard. And we got a chance to win anytime we step on the field. It's hard to disagree with anything you just said, Coach Feely. Thanks a lot, man. Congratulations right. again. Go enjoy this. All right. Thank you, man. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full-service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef? From Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. Coach Aiden, 32-28 victory. Congratulations on punching your ticket to the state championship, winning South State tonight. Coach, we were down 21-17 at the half. Tell me what you told your kids in the locker room. Just keep fighting, man. We told them this game is far from over. Keep fighting. Trust the process. Believe in what we're telling you. Believe in the calls and the, and the defense and the system. Um, just keep fighting. This game is far from over, and uh, that's exactly what we did. We told them we wanted a shutout in the second half. We didn't get the shutout, but we did held them to only one score. And uh, it turns out to be the difference maker. Coach, a minute 22 left. A minute 22 left in the game. They get the ball back. We, you know, kind of thinking the game's over. Defense has got to go back in. It's a minute 22 in between you guys making that that next step and going into state at that point. What did you tell your D before they took the field for that last well, time? Well, we knew we was going to score and take the lead, and we said we got to go play defense one more time and get another stop. And uh, we had our speed package in with our extra safeties, and we knew we'd just keep everything in front. Um, no big plays, nothing behind you. Keep everything in front. They had no timeout. So even if they were to complete passes, keep them in bounds and let the clock run. The clock is our friend. So um, the guys were good. We had Dante in there uh, with some extra pass rush speed. Him and Monte were on the edge. Bird and Xavion up the middle. So, um, I, I mean, they, we did exactly what we wanted to do. They, the guys just executed to perfection. Well, congratulations again, Coach. We can't wait to see what happens next Saturday. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you, sir. How do you unwind? whether it's hunting, riding horses, or just sitting around a campfire. It's better on land you own. Southern Ag Credit can finance that land. Give our Gulf Port office a call at 228-832-5582 or visit us online at southernagcredit.com. All right, I'm here with Coach Stogner following the 32-28 victory over law. Coach, congratulations. Get one more week. Well, we ain't done. We got one more to go. This is what we talked about week in and week out, you know. We just keep getting better and better every week, and 
you know, we made it this far, so we're not going to stop now. We're not going to keep the uh, pedal to the metal. Are right, you going halftime down 21 to 17? What What did you say to the guys at, at halftime? Well, I mean, I, obviously, I made a bad play call there to kind of put us behind the eight ball. But you know, we talked about it. At half. We were in the ball game. We were getting the ball back. We go down and score. We take the lead right there, and just have so much faith in our defense to go out there and get us the stops that we need. And uh, I mean, it was a dog fight the whole game. But you know what? These guys never gave up, and I'm just so proud of them. Yeah, I want to say that defense, when you get down there and uh, did, did we make adjustments to try to stop number seven, uh, Benjamin? No, there wasn't no really, there wasn't no adjustments. It was just about more the, the, the willpower and want to. They want the, want, the, want the willpower to get the job done. And, you know, they had to rise to the occasion in order to do that. And that's just a true character of, of the type of players that we have over there. Well, Coach, I'm not going to keep you. There's a lot going on. Congratulations. And I, we're going to USM for state championship. That's right. Roll time.